Generosity should be something that just wells up within you. It should be natural. And we want, as believers, to be generous. And what's fun is that when you get to be on the receiving side of the generosity, listen to some of the things that were, um, were listed on these surveys from a couple weeks ago. I asked the question, when have you been on the receiving side of someone's generosity and how did it make you feel? Well, I want to read a couple of those. Listen to this. It says, several years ago, I lost some eyesight and I lost my job, but I received a cashier's check for $1,000, which I still don't know where it came from. The check was signed, heaven sent. It felt, I felt so blessed. Isn't that great? One of the ladies in the church uh, wrote that. Another family in the church, listen, they wrote this, family and friends donated their time and their uh, talents to help build our house back in 1998 and 1999. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that about them, but I guess their family and friends rallied and helped them build. And then another family uh, was reflecting on last year's Project Barnabas, and they said this, last year our family needed tires for our vehicle desperately, and the Lord came through with the help of the church. Words cannot describe how it made us feel We are truly blessed. You know what? God, he's working. He's going to do that again and again as we do that. And we start thinking of uh, of generous things that we could do. And and some of us, we're like, man, that sounds great, doesn't it? That we can do some great things together. You want to take off, but you've kind of, uh, for some of us, it's like we're stuck on the launching pad. We're called to kind of rocket into the heavenly atmosphere, but there's this gravitational pull that keeps us grounded and keeps us from not giving. We say, oh, I want to give, but, well, this morning, there's a remedy. And I want to kind of take us through a little exercise. And guys, you can go ahead and start. The remedy is that we've got to remember that we are stewards. Everything that we own is really not ours. It's God's. And so I wanted to do a little experiment this morning. And uh, our ushers this morning are going to bless you with a little dollar bill. And you can go ahead and do that. And let's go ahead and just take a second to pass that out. All right, here we go. Just pass those dollars out. I need one. All right, that'd be good. All right. We missed our cue in the back, but that's okay. It's coming. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody's going to get a dollar here. Make it dance. I thought maybe after first service, after we did this, people would stay for second service, but I guess if we were giving out $100 bills, maybe then they would have stayed for both services. (laughs) All right. Give them another 30 seconds here. Or 10, 9. All right. Everybody look at your buck and uh, think of the McDonald's commercial where you can get a buck, a McDouble or a McChicken sandwich. That'd be good. All right. Now... What I want you to do here is I want you to do a little exercise with me. I want you to look around the congregation. Everyone take a look around, 360 degrees if you can, all right? Everyone look at uh, who's here, all right? Everybody get a quick glance, and uh, don't forget Josh in the, in the booth there, way back there, all right? Because you got a dollar too, right? And Dave and uh, Larry, don't leave quite yet. We are going to be part of this, all right? And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask the Lord this morning... 
what you should do with this dollar, who you should give it to. Now, the requirement is the Lord is going to put someone in your, in your mind, and you're going to give that dollar to them in just a second, all right? And then uh, we're going to talk about that and the reality of that. But let's just, uh, let's just ask the Lord to help us, all right? So repeat this after me. Say, Dear Lord, help me this morning to hear from you, to be generous, to give this dollar to who you show me. I will obey. I'll do it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what I want you to do, if you've asked the Lord, who in this room has to be someone here, who would you give it to? And I want you to stand up right where you are. We're all going to do this together if you can stand. And I want you to go give that dollar. Some of you will end up with zero. Some of you will end up with one. Some of you will end up with multiple dollars. But let's take 30 seconds and give our dollars away. Go. There we go. All right, take 10 more seconds if you need it. All right. Did anybody end up with $1? Let me see your hand. All right, a few of you with one. All right, anybody end up with more than $1? All right, two, three, four. How many, uh, what, let's see who ended up with the most dollars this morning, all right? Anybody end up with $5? All right, anybody end up with more than 5 all right. Oh, Josh in the back. <laughs> okay. All right. How many did you get? Eight dollars. You got more than eight? No. All right. All right. So you win this morning with eight. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's not going to change your life, but. Well, there you go. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You want to come preach this morning? <laughs> oh man. Well, did anybody end up with no dollars this morning? But you know what? That's okay, because we're going to talk about that. We're going, to, we're going to see how God, He works it all out. But the reason that it was easy to give that dollar, I'm assuming that it was easy to give that away. Anybody difficult to give that dollar away? No, it was easy. Maybe a little bit. You wanted to give it in the offering? Well, next week. Next week. Okay. Did you get any dollars this morning? Yeah, just give those next week. That'd be fine. <laughs> But listen, it was easy because you really never had it. You had it in your hand for a couple of minutes or whatever, but it's easy because it wasn't yours really to give. I gave you some instruction and we kind of went through the exercise and it's kind of fun. But listen, what's interesting is that when we consider our lives and consider our possessions, isn't that the way we should live? That everything is really not ours? That we are just stewards of it? It's all God's? You know, I wanted to encourage you this morning that John Rockefeller, you've ever heard of him, a multimillionaire from the uh, mid-1900s, he gave away millions of dollars in his lifetime, and he said this. He said, I could never give away millions of dollars unless I had given away my first dollar. So 
We are all on our way to giving millions away, <laughs> all right? Your first dollar, don't forget where you gave your first dollar away <laughs> for some of you maybe this morning. And we're excited about that. And what's interesting is that we all can have the ability to live in a generous nature. And it's not all about money. We're going to talk about that. But I'm praying that, our, that we'd be fired up, that, the, uh, that we'd be ready to take off to a new level of generosity in our lives. And what that's going to take, it's going to take a different mindset for some of us. And we're going to have to consider what, what's happening in the culture. In, in our culture, we'd say, no, we want to hoard or we want to save or we want to kind of put money away so we, we would have it for the future. And what God says is, no, if you give, I'm going to take care of you. It's counterintuitive. It may not make sense when you're writing out your bills or, or uh, doing, doing your finances to say, hey, I want to be generous in this way. It may not make sense on paper, but in God's economy, it's different. It may not make sense in your schedule to, to give of your time or to give of your talent, but God always brings those things back. And I just want to encourage that in light of the Christmas season, in light of everything that happens around the Christmas holiday, we have the ability, all of us, to be generous, both young and old. And this morning, I want to talk about two things, and it won't take long, but we're going to kind of take, take through. We're going to look first at the benefits of generosity. And then we're going to look at some practical ways that we can display generosity. And we're leading up to next week. We're calling next week the big gift. And uh, we're excited. We're ex- we want you to come and to be a part of that. Um, that may be a service that you would uh, stay both services. Uh, it's very possible. We're going to be giving away some things next week and uh, really encouraging you to be generous. And we'll talk about that this morning. But next week is called the big gift. And we want to encourage you to bring someone with you uh, for the holiday. And we're believing that God's going to touch some lives. And, uh, and that'll be fun. But let's talk about some benefits. The benefits of generosity. It's really a triple play. And actually, I, I said it was a triple play, and then some baseball fanatics came up to me after and said, you know, Pastor, a triple play is, you know, one, two, three, three outs in one, uh, in one setting or one inning, right? All at one time, right? In one play, right? Yeah, triple, triple play. That really wasn't what I was thinking. I was really thinking, and I said it's kind of a triple play, and I think it's up there. It should really just be, it's a triple, all right? It's a one, two, three. If you're into boxing, maybe it's a one, two, three knockout, right? It's a triple whammy. You can call it whatever you want. I'm going to talk about three benefits, <laughs> all right? And even though it's not a triple play, we can erase that uh, if we want, but we're going to talk about the three things that is interesting about giving. The first thing is that there is a tremendous benefit for the receiver. When you receive from someone's generosity, it's obvious, but there is an incredible benefit. Listen to the benefit here. Uh, Someone received someone's generosity, one of the families in the church. um, It says, look, when my husband lost his job 11 years ago, we ran out of food and toilet paper. I was more upset about the toilet paper. (laughs) Can you understand? She said, I was upset. I was so upset that I was thinking about stealing a roll from McDonald's (laughs) of toilet paper, I guess. And that, that morning, a church family showed up at our door with boxes and boxes of food. And the last thing they brought in was a huge 50 roll pack of toilet paper. 
She said, I cried and I knew that God was watching out for us. It was an awesome moment. Isn't that cool how God moves? And there's a benefit for the receiver, for that family. They were blessed. Listen, one other one. It's interesting. Uh, I, I heard there was a movement in Starbucks that started back in 2006 out west. And I don't know if you ever heard of this, but where there was a movement of people buying coffee for the person behind them. Have you ever, ever heard of that? Or, and what's interesting, it happened to one of our people just a couple weeks ago. It says, we were, went through the Starbucks drive through last night. So it was the night before we, we did these surveys a couple weeks ago. The car in front of us paid for our order. It felt so nice. It made me want to bless someone else by doing the same thing. There is a benefit for the receiver on the receiving side when someone is generous. When bills are paid, when debts are erased, when food or diapers are delivered, when meals are paid for, Starbucks is paid for, when Christmas gifts are received, when you didn't expect them, there is a tremendous blessing. I said first service that our family has, been, has received a tremendous blessing out of the total blue um, of recently in the last couple of years, really the last two years or so. Um, our neighbors that live catty corner to us have been incredible. They've got two boys that are a little older than Logan. And I'm telling you, these boys, either they don't wear clothes or they wear the same ones over and over, but we've been getting hand-me-downs that are like brand new. And uh, this is no lie. They, we just got some more this week. And I was thinking about that. We, they're so nice. We're actually wrapping some and putting them underneath the Christmas tree. And we're just like, hey, these look brand new. They've never been worn. And Logan is blessed. And so you, you, when you see Logan in Under Armour or like North Face, trust me, uh, it's not that the pastor's getting paid too much. Although I did get a, a, a raise. None of the board members are in here right now, I don't think. But, but thank the Lord for that. And I just got a raise just a couple weeks ago. And so praise God for that. And that's, that's good. But we've been on the receiving end of that. And I'll tell you, our family, my son is blessed because of that. In this family, they barely know us. But God has worked through them and there was a benefit for the receiver. Everyone say there's a benefit for the receiver. And if you've ever been on the receiving end, which I know most of us have, it's fun to receive. But more than just receiving, there is a benefit in generosity for the giver. And this is where I want to turn to God's word. And I want to encourage you to turn with me to a couple of these scriptures. Because God's word is really clear when it comes to the fact that if we give, it'll be given back to us. Now listen, we're going to start in Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. I used to read Proverbs, you know, uh, through. Uh, I've done this a long time, but when I was a student in high school, I read through the Proverbs, one proverb a day for 31 days. I did that for a whole year. And every time I read this one, I didn't really quite understand it. But listen to what it says. It says, a gift opens the way for the giver and ushers him into the presence of the great. And as I kind of reflect on that today, as I think about my life and how, you know, the Lord has challenged me to give in different ways over the years, that when you give, it opens up a door for blessings to come. And it gets you into places maybe that you wouldn't have been able to go or to be a part of. And uh, it's incredible how God does that. There is a direct benefit for the giver 
when you give. Luke 6.38, one of my life verses is, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. With the measure that you give, it will also be given to you. I love that verse, Luke 6.38. But turn with me also to Matthew chapter 16. Because in Matthew 16, we see another uh, challenge here. This is Jesus talking and uh, encouraging his disciples. Listen to what he says in verse 27. He says, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. God is keeping track. He is going to reward you for the things that you have done. Acts 20, verse 35 says, It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. That didn't always make sense either. But listen, if you are able to give, that means you have something to give, doesn't it? And so it's more blessed to give than to receive. And let's turn to one more place in Matthew chapter 10, just a couple verses earlier. And this one kind of leads into the next one, uh, the, the third benefit as well. But look at Matthew 10, 42. It says, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. And we're going to talk about rewards, and there's rewards on this side of eternity and rewards in eternity, and that really leads us to the third benefit. There's not only a benefit for the receiver, a benefit for the, the giver, but there is a benefit for all of eternity when we give. In the story of the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19, interesting story as you kind of study that, Jesus encouraged him to go and sell all of his possessions. You can look at it, verse 21. He says, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor. Now you read that and you're just like, well, God is calling him to to a, a life of poverty. Well, I don't believe so. The word throughout scripture, Genesis to Revelation, talks about seed time and harvest. If this rich man was to give everything he had away, he would have been blessed even more, I believe. But listen, he says, and you will have treasure in heaven. Do you believe that the things that we do, the, the, um, the work that we do, the, the giving that we do, that we are storing up treasures in heaven? God's word says it. Ephesians 6, 8 says that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he has done. I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that God is keeping track. He's keeping an account. Jessica's uh, youth pastor's wife, growing up, always would be telling Jessica, you know, you're getting another jewel in your crown. And then we got to talk about this heavenly crown. And I remember meeting Jessica, and I'd never heard that before. And she, she would say stuff like that, and I'm like, what? But it's so true. When you look at Scripture, we can invest. When we give and when we are generous, we are being generous for an eternity. Our life is so short in light of eternity. In fact, I got a little uh, illustration here. Our life is like just a little dot. You could put the smallest dot on a piece of paper and that might represent what our life, the 70 years that God gives us or 80 or 90. I'm hoping to get 120, who knows. But our years, no matter how long you live, is a short blip in light of eternity. But listen, we want to live not only for life on earth, but we want to live for life in heaven. And when we give, when we are generous, we are investing in 
eternity. There is an eternal reward. If you don't believe me, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I gave this assignment last week for you to read 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9. I hope that you did that. If you haven't, I want to encourage you today before you go to sleep tonight, before your head hits the pillow, read these verses, but listen what it says in chapter 9, verse 6. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. We want to be sowing and reaping. It's a principle throughout Scripture. Verse 7 says, each man should give what he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I don't ever want you to feel here at the Gateway Church that we're twisting anybody's arm to get one red cent out of any of you. We don't need it. It's all God's anyway. We believe that God will provide. But when God does move in your heart, it's not, oh, I have to give. It's I get to give. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And it is written, He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor, and righteousness endures forever. Now listen to these last couple of verses. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Now listen, what I want you to see there, as you read those verses, that really there is an incredible amount of reward attached to our giving. Now some of that reward certainly can happen on this side of eternity. But what doesn't happen on this side of eternity, you're storing up treasures in heaven which is really lifelong. But, you know, some people would say, well, I think it's wrong to be motivated to give for rewards. And I would disagree. I even look at the Christmas story and Jesus coming to earth. And we know, we, you know, Jesus, you know, was, who was around from the very beginning of time, he breathed life into earth, into all the creation. Father, Son, Holy Spirit working together. And Jesus deciding to come to earth. Now, certainly there was a benefit for the receiver. We're on the receiving end of that. If you surrender your heart to the Lord, we receive a relationship with the Heavenly Father. We don't deserve it, but what an incredible gift. Would you agree? But listen, Jesus, not only in that story, you think about it, was there a reward for him? Certainly it was his heart. He created us. He created us to have fellowship with us. He was obeying his heavenly father uh, in heaven. He, everything he did was according to, the, to his uh, father. And so, yeah, there was a reward for him, but then the reward for eternity, for Christ to come to earth, there was an eternal perspective that we cannot miss. I believe God set it up this way to motivate us to be generous. And I'm not just talking about money, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but to be motivated by the reward that comes. We give to get to give again. And as believers, I believe that we should be known for our generosity. I kind of asked the question uh, in first service, you know, the, the mark of Christianity is, is to be generous. We know that the Bible says without faith uh, or faith without works is dead. 
We know that the early church, you can kind of study church history, those first 300 years in particular, it wasn't the preaching or the teaching. It wasn't the buildings that were made. Uh, it was the generosity the, uh, of the people caring for one another that was the hallmark of Christianity in those early days. They branded generosity, caring for one another. It's interesting. I'm wondering how many here, anyone here this morning um, be able to help me out here? When you see this sign, what, what, is it, um, what does it mean? Uh, just raise your hand. Go ahead and put it up there, Josh. You got it? Anybody know what this is? All right. You can't just all, I, I got one to give away. Who, someone raise your hand. Tell me what it is. Jeff. McDonald's. McDonald's. All right. Well, bless you the, with the golden arches. <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can do the next one here. All right. Anybody know what this is? Subway, eat fresh, right? Here's a $5 gift card. You can get yourself something there. And the next one. All right, let's see if anybody knows what this one is. And I'm really ringing here. All right, anybody know? Starbucks. But you don't drink coffee, right? Oh, you do. Okay, all right. Well, here's this one. Now, these companies and many others spend millions of dollars advertising, branding their make, their their, uh, their logo. So when we see those things, we can know, oh, a three-year-old driving down the road knows where McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell are. Am I right? It's a conditioned response saying, I want a Happy Meal. My son still, he likes Happy Meals, and it is. But you know, as Christians, if we were to put your face up there, right there, and we're not going to do it, what would come to people's mind? Would it be a generous, oh, that person is generous, or that family, oh my goodness, how generous are they? I want to challenge us, what are we known for? And it's not just money, but I do believe it. God does call us to give. One of my favorite childhood heroes was David Robinson. I had a huge poster in my room, and he was a basketball player, played for the Spurs for all those years. He said this, I found this quote this week as I was studying on generosity, David Robinson, my childhood hero, he said this. He said, you know, um, I can hold on to my money, but it's so much easier to release that. And he says, once I do, once I open my hands and release the funds, he, had, he was talking in regards to a, uh, 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 a charity that he, that he opened and uh, that he monitors. But he says, once I release the funds, I open my hands, he says, then I can give hugs and, uh, and really care for people. I thought, man, that's good. That's my childhood hero. I love that guy. But you know what? It's not just giving money. We should respond to our generous God. We should excel in giving, in generosity, motivated by love. When you read through 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 in particular, at Christmas time we talk about giving gifts and all these things, but the best gifts are not the most expensive ones at the store. This year, I want to challenge all of us to give generously, to give real presents. And the gifts that I'm talking about are not necessarily those that you can buy. I want to challenge you with a few types of gifts where we can excel in giving. And I want you to personalize some of these and say, God, where can I improve in these areas? How about this? How about giving the gift of time? Turn off the electronics, turn off the TV play a game as a family. How about this? Giving the gift of your talent, your abilities, maybe to serve in the next couple weeks at the hygiene drive to stick around. How about giving of laughter, 
just being able to lighten the, lighten the, the room and, and to, to tell a joke or to, to enjoy someone's company. How about giving the gift of a compliment? I'll tell you what, I got a compliment from one of the guys I played basketball with uh, on Thursday night. Um, he sent me a text on, on, on Friday and it blessed me. He just said, man, thanks for last night. I had done something uh, for the guys that I play basketball with that I've been praying for and asking God to touch their lives. And, I, and, and he said, boy, that was awesome. And he said, and thanks for always praying for my sister. His sister is out in Las Vegas and um, probably not going to live very long. And, and I've been praying with him about it. This guy has been out of church for, for years. But that compliment, it blessed me. But when you give a compliment, that's a gift to someone. How about writing out a note or uh, uh, sending a text or an email, like I was saying, giving a gift in that way? You can send a picture. I love that. Some of you have sent some pictures uh, this Christmas season of your families, and we keep those, and we look at those, and we pray for your families. It's great. A picture is worth a thousand words, and we love that. How about giving a gift of listening? And just saying, you know what, I'm going to be engaged, I'm going to be active, I'm not, I'm not going to just you know, blow you off, I'm going to listen. Or giving a gift of your affection, giving your, you know, a hug, or uh, you know, hold someone's hand, or, or let someone know that you care. How about giving a gift of acceptance? We, talked, we went through the series on forgiveness and how God, he calls us to be forgiving. And maybe part of that is accepting where we are in the process. But there's one thing that we can give all of us, no matter what, no matter where we are, we can give a gift, a generous gift of prayer. You know, we're going to go into 2013 praying and fasting, and I'm excited about that. And I'm going to encourage you to, to go along with us in this generous uh, fasting and praying. But we can be generous in that, to pray for our kids, pray for our family, pray for the church, pray for those around. And you know what? When we pray, our hearts grow. Our love for others will grow and grow and grow. I ran across this quote and it says this. It says, this Christmas, mend a quarrel, seek out a forgotten friend, write a love letter, share some treasure, give a soft answer, encourage youth, keep a promise, find the time, forgive an enemy, listen, apologize if you're wrong, Think first of someone else. Be kind and gentle. Laugh a little. Laugh a little more. Express your gratitude. Gladden your heart of a, gladden the heart of a child. Take pleasure in beauty and wonder. Speak your love. Speak it again. Speak it still once more. You know what's interesting? That's from an anonymous person. I don't know who wrote that, but really it's the heart of God. That's what we're called to be is generous in these areas that God would lead us. And with the, where the rubber meets the road is where we leave here and we take these things and we put them into practice. And we're going to come next week for church and we're going to do a little experiment together and all of you are going to be a part of it. We're calling next week the big gift and we're, uh, we're asking the Lord to really meet us in a really powerful way, a real practical way next week. But we're asking each of us, all of us here, to come next week ready to give a gift. And I'm not talking about a gift necessarily, uh, unless the Lord puts on your heart of a financial gift or you know, uh, a gift card or anything like that. But let's put up those gifts uh, again. Gifts of time and gifts of, of uh, encouragement. Giving a gift of uh, a note or a picture. 
to give a, a gift of listening or affection or to come ready to give a compliment. Next week, we're going to take some time and we're going to honor some volunteers and we're going to do some things that'll be fun there. Uh, but each of us, we're asking that you'd be ready to give. I got this idea from Alvin Mockerman. He's not here today, um, but this, he, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about giving or coming to church, anticipating the presence of God and being, getting more out of the service. And I want to say this, that when, we, when you come ready to give, or you are prayed up for a service, or you're anticipating. He said the, the Sundays that he comes and he's, and he's ready, or he, he prepares himself, he says he gets so much more out of the service. And it's true. And I would challenge you that next week, it's going to be the best Christmas service ever because of what God is going to do through you. And I want you to come prepared to do that, to be prayed up, to be led by the Spirit next week, and with giving on your heart. See, there's something magical that happens when we give. Something that, that you can't really even hardly put your finger on. Something supernatural happens. It's so special. So next week, if you weren't planning on being here, change your plans, tell your family to come, uh, come here, and you're, you'll, be, you'll be blessed. This morning, I want to challenge us in this area of giving that maybe we've been generous and uh, maybe, we're, maybe we uh, have been overly generous and, and just God has used that and we want to continue to fan that into flame. Don't stop. But if you've been uh, in a situation where you've kind of been holding on or you haven't been giving in, this, in some of these ways, let God speak to your heart and come ready to give in these ways. Really, when you leave here today, be mindful of some of these things, that generosity would well up within you this season. See, God, he loves, loved us so much that he gave his son to die for us. He sent him to earth. We celebrate Christmas, the coming of our Savior, and we want to recognize that. And we can receive that gift of salvation. It's free, and boy, what a benefit. But more than that, uh, or it, it, there's nothing more than that. I mean, that's the, the biggest. But I also, as believers, once we receive Christ, we want to be generous. We want to live countercultural, uh, culturally, counterintuitive. We want to give of ourselves first back to God. We want to say, God, you gave to me, so I'm going to give my life to you. My life is yours. And this morning, I'm going to challenge you in that way first. And then secondly, is not only that we give our lives back to God, but God, that we would learn to sow generously, to give generously from the heart in love. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? This morning, I'm wondering how many of us, if we were honest, we would say, Pastor Ben, I could use some growing in this area of generosity. Would you just slip up your hand right where you are? Yeah, sure, just being honest. Man. Yeah, this is something that is kind of hitting home that, boy, I could use some encouragement in this. I need to cultivate this in my life a little more. And I believe that God is going to give you some ideas of ways to do this, and he's going to help you along the way. I also want to encourage you that if you are stuck in your giving uh, and that you would begin to do something even small today.
to be generous. But more than all of that, like I said, I want to offer you the greatest gift ever. If you're here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you are lost, if you aren't sure where your destiny would result if you were to die today, I'm wondering if you would surrender to Jesus this morning and say, you know what, I want to get my heart right with Jesus. Is anyone here in that state? Would you just slip up your hand? I'm not going to single you out or uh, anything like that, but who here this morning would be responding saying, boy, I need to get my heart right with the Lord. I'm away from Jesus. Anybody at all? Why don't we stand this morning all together? This morning, as we leave this place, I'm challenging us to go and to be generous, to let God work in our lives. And not only remember, uh, there's a triple benefit to this. There's a benefit for the person you're going to give to, but the benefit also, and even greater, it's more blessed to give than to receive, is for us, this side of eternity, and we're storing up jewels in our crown for a lifetime in heaven. And I want to get to heaven and for God to look at me and say, boy, you are generous, and you are going to experience all of this goodness, all these jewels in your crown for, in, for an eternity. Doesn't that sound good? I want to pray a blessing over each and every one of us. Lord, I pray that you would capture our hearts, capture our minds, Lord, I pray that we would not be satisfied in the level of generosity that we've experienced to this point in our lives. But Lord, that we would take it a little further. Lord, that we would cultivate that. Lord, that we would begin to give, to give of ourselves, not only uh, financially, but Lord, to give of our time and to give of our talents, to give of our, of our uh, possessions, maybe to give some, a gift of, of compliments or of laughter to listen to somebody, to share affection with someone, to give some acceptance. God, I pray that we'd be generous in every area of our lives. And Lord, thank you for leading the way. Lord, you were most generous. You are our model. And Lord, we just get to reflect your character in our lives as we give. God, I pray that you'd go before us, behind us, and all around us. Bring us back together, Lord, to be able to experience something incredible, uh, uh, your gift of your Savior, Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would be mindful of all this, this season, in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen, amen. God bless you as you go. Go in the grace of God. Tomorrow night, we're shopping together. Uh, We invite you out for that. Um, Otherwise, next Sunday, Uh, Come and be blessed for the big gift. Amen?